When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck on this Friday kicks off right now. Uh, We're going to be talking more about the situation with Israel and its uh, imminent invasion of Gaza to bring the fight to the Hamas terrorists that engaged in that mass casualty uh, atrocity days ago. Um, we'll have updates for you throughout the, sh- throughout the uh, remaining show on that. Um, also wanted to bring some other news stories your way. Um, as we have the, there have been a couple of stabbings, Clay, around the world so far for this day of rage. And, uh, the day of rage has been called for by Hamas leadership. Effectively, they just want people to go out and commit brutal acts of violence in the, you know, anti-Semitic violence, anti-Western violence. Um, so far I haven't seen, uh, and we are, we are hoping and praying it continues this way today and, well, for all time. Haven't seen any uh, major attacks yet uh, in response to this. That said, there's a lot of concern out there. People are staying home from uh, synagogue. We're closing synagogues here in the states. NYPD on high alert. Many major cities have their police departments, their counterterror units, uh, at an elevated alert status because of this. Because tensions right now are running high in the uh, aftermath of the. Hamas terror attack. 
Um, you know, Clay, one, one other thing I, I wanted to point out here is we're looking at how secure can we be or how, how safe are we? You know, immigrations and uh, customs enforcement has now uh, said for the record, this came out this week, that they've got 5.7 million migrants are here in the U.S. And it is the Biden administration's desire to provide medical services, housing, etc. for all of them. Uh, this will obviously be enormously expensive. New York City is bearing the brunt of its migrant surge right now in a way that you know, it's, it's just breaking their budget. But I want to think about this from a border security perspective for a moment. Um, you know, we're, we're being told to be concerned because of the possibility here of what it doesn't just have to be Hamas. It could be, uh, groups or individuals tied to Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps and the Quds Force, which is their external operations arm, uh, of the Iranian regime. It's really, military slash intelligence slash terrorism that the IRGC excels in. It could be Hezbollah. Hezbollah has cells. We know Hezbollah has cells and activity all over the world. When you have a border that is so wide open that 7 million people have violated your sovereignty and come in, or what is the 6.3, I guess, is there? I'm sorry, 5.7. So 6 million people, give or take, because you have to add in the gotaways. Um when you have a border that, that that is that wide open, that is understood by all clay to be the worst it has ever been, and then you have a moment where you wonder, what is our security situation like? What what kind of protections and precautions are in place for us? I think it's a reminder that border security is part of national security, and if you do not have a, never mind a good handle, if you have almost no handle on who's coming into your country, no real vetting, no real precautions in place to stop infiltration. And look, I, 99.9% of the people coming across the border are not, you know, not Hezbollah or Hamas terror. I understand that. But you don't need very many, as we've seen countless times, for there to be a mass casualty terror attack. It's clearly a security vulnerability, and it's one the Biden administration, I think, has no answers for. And it's going to happen at some point. And, and, and I think Americans, Buck, are, are slowly becoming uh, cognizant of that fact because was it Fox News poll that came out this week had 58% of people now in favor of a border wall, uh, which is the highest it's ever been going all the way back to 2015 when Trump started the idea of building a border wall. The idea eight years later is now approaching 60% approval nationwide. And this is going to happen. It's just a matter of when it happens. There will be another terror attack in America. And based on having a wide open southern border and who we know is already entering that way, there is a very strong likelihood that at least some of the members of that mass terror attack will have illegally entered our country on the southern border. Just a matter of, in my opinion, it's a matter of when that happens, not if that happens, Buck. And when that does occur there will be a massive rush to close our southern border. And people will all rise up and say, how did we ever allow this to happen? And you're already seeing that happen. We we talked about it on Monday as, to me, the number one story associated with the terror attack once it happened was, how does this happen? And it's something that we spent years, as you well know, 
unpacking uh, 9-11. Uh, what was the great book um, that was written? Looming Tower? Which one yeah. you... I think that, yeah. that, that basically looked into the entire uh, entire process by which that terror attack happened. Um, and we spent years figuring out how it happened. I suspect the same thing will happen in Israel. And it isn't crazy to predict that we are opening ourselves up to a massive terror attack based on the number of people that we're allowing who are likely to be dangerous to the average American. To that point you made about the um, the understanding that they're going to eventually reach as to how this intelligence failure occurred. I mean, here's House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman. Uh, this is cut to uh, Michael McCall saying that Egypt actually gave some warning to Israel. Play two. We heard from the administration there seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. And we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. Buck, you when you worked in intelligence, I'm curious on this, because that story that Egypt warned Israel that this could happen, and by the way, the book... I want to mention this. I'd also be interested in your your take on the book, The Looming Tower by Lawrence Wright. We'll circle yeah. back to that in a sec. I think it's an incredible So I was read. right. That's the book you, you yes. had in mind. Yeah. Yes. The Looming Tower. If you're out there and you, you just kind of want a retrospective on how 9-11 happened because you're looking at what happened in Israel, I would really encourage everybody to go read that book. I mean, it's an incredible detailed examination of the rise of al-Qaeda and how they came to attack us on 9-11. But when you worked in the CIA, Buck, and you did the president's briefing and you did all these different things, when you hear, hey, Egypt warned Israel that an attack like this might be happening, how often would you guys get warnings that never materialized? In other words, isn't it almost yeah. the case that there's constantly intelligence coming in that a particular attack could occur? So when it's, when people circle back and they say, oh, well, they got a warning I mean, you're always getting warnings, right? I mean, and most of them do not materialize, I'm betting, but I'm curious if that's the case. There's, we would call it threat reporting, and there was a, a duty to warn principle where you would have to note threat reporting, pass it up the chain of command, take it, you know, approach it with seriousness, but the, it's not even the vast majority. Almost all threat reporting. 99% of any, threat reporting any, never materializes. That's I'm right. And, and so there's, there's a few things. One is you are trying to pick out, uh, something very specific from a, a fire hose stream of threat reporting information. You're, you're trying to get, you know, one droplet, uh, from that fire hose and you've got to get it right. And as I said, that that very chilling thing from the IRA, you have to be lucky always, right? The uh, Irish Republican Army terrorist group, um, they said that about Margaret Thatcher and about the, the British monarchy that they were uh, targeting at the time and the British Parliament. Um, the threat reporting situation is not only are you inundated with threat reporting on a regular basis, especially if you're in a place, you're talking about something like Gaza, right? Uh um, but beyond that, Clay, you need specificity to be able to take action based upon the threat reporting, right? You need you need to be in a place. You need to have an. This is that. Remember that famous, you know, Bin Laden determined to strike inside the United States. Yes, and that was supposed to be a big gotcha during the Bush administration. Okay, well, how and where 
and why and when. You know, I mean, you go you go down the list of of those questions. Egypt warning Israel, even if this is accurate, from Foreign Affairs Chairman Michael McCall three days before the attack, saying you're going to get hit. Okay, you can elevate your posture, but what you really needed to know is they're planning in this area to to fly. Uh, you know, sort of low-tech aircraft uh, gliders over the fence and then attack it with a specific, you know, you would need specificity because you can't just, security that is elevated everywhere ends up being security that is diluted in its ability to actually have its, uh, you know, proper effect. Having said that, and this is what we started talking about on Monday, the the amount of men and material that was necessary to mobilize for this attack and to your point, Buck, paragliders, in theory, you would have to test those paragliders somewhere, right? The idea of what you might have been planning, I, I would imagine, just like in the Looming Tower, that Lawrence Wright book that looked at all the failures and the rise of Al-Qaeda and how 9-11 happened, someone at some point in the years ahead, and I don't think that book was published till like 2006, in six or seven years from now, someone is going to write the definitive story of how this came to happen. And I think a huge part of it, Buck, is going to be that Israel was divided arguing over what Supreme Court, for people who haven't been paying attention to the politics of Israel, and I understand if a lot of you have not, they've been incredibly divided over this Netanyahu government and also over what powers their Supreme Court was going to have. Just like the United States, I'm afraid, Buck, is incredibly divided right now, and we're dividing, we're debating things that in the grand scheme of things, are not that important, right? Like the idea that uh, that Democrats could be claiming that that men uh, who decide to identify as women are women and that we have to fight over stupidity like this yeah. is, I think, opening us up to vulnerability for far more significant attacks, my opinion. Well, and Hamas also had specifically taken a posture to to make it seem like it did not want to fight and that and that perhaps perhaps they played possum there would be yeah there would be discussions of a constructive nature in some way at some unspecified time in the future with the Israeli government so you know it's a little bit like um i mean you saw this in the second world war for example there would be a surrender this was notable among the surrendering japanese troops where they would they would wave a white literally wave a white flag and surrender and then they would um uh, uh hit you know grenades uh they they would pull the pins on grenades and kill the Americans who were coming to take them prisoner it's kind of you know what what Hamas did here is okay okay you know let's let's take a different approach we don't want to fight actually we're going to kill as many of you as we possibly can um it's really uh, the, the the level of evil again the level of depravity it is uh they took it to the absolute maximum with this one i mean they went as far as they possibly could in all respects the um the dishonesty in their diplomacy the uh viciousness and the sadism in the attack itself uh, this is look it's it's there's a reason they're saying it's like israel's 911 it's unlike anything that they've seen certainly in in 50 years and um the consequences for this must be this demands a massive response and the consequences must be severe. And so this is where we are all heading. We see this and, and we're going to continue to, to follow this, um, closely. Uh, if you have thoughts on it, 800-282-2882.
Look, we all take steps to protect ourselves from, you know, pickpockets, you know, how we carry our belongings. If you're in an area that's really crowded, you know, one of those touristy areas, perhaps overseas when you're traveling, you know, you're not going to have your wallet with all your money just hanging out of your back pocket. But what about cyber pickpockets? Hackers steal information from databases and then gain access to your bank account or credit cards. Well, you can protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it easy for a cyber pickpocket to steal your identity. Their online systems spot identity threats you won't see on your own because you don't have their sophisticated technology. When they spot evidence of wrongdoing, they're in touch with you immediately. You confirm or deny if there's a problem. And if there is, a LifeLock restoration expert will help you to fix it. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. Protect your online identity and your time with LifeLock. The peace of mind alone is worth it. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Going to take a couple of your calls here in a moment. We're going to be joined by Doug Brunt, historian, novelist, host of the author podcast, Dedicated. He's got a New York Times bestseller, The Mysterious Case of Rudolph Diesel, True Story of the Inventor of the Diesel Engine, Disappeared on the Eve of World War One. Uh, he also is uh, Megan Kelly's husband. Um, that should be a fun conversation on Friday as we roll down here through the final hour of the week. Um, Mike in Georgia wanted to weigh in. Mike, you served in Iraq. Um, what do you think about the leftists that you see in this country supporting Hamas? Well, uh, Bucky and I are probably, were probably neighbors in Iraq for a while. So <laughs> I was with the ISG. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me over there, and I think a lot of these people, especially those, uh, these kids on, in the, on the campuses and the clowns on M- M- uh, mainstream media, if they got a good whiff of what war smells like, they might, might, just might change their tune. And Buck, I'm sure you remember what war smelled like. It stinks. Uh, I remember being yeah. close enough to it to know it's a, about as terrible a thing as exists out there and that we should certainly keep our soldiers um, out of harm's way unless there's absolutely no other possible conceivable uh, way to, to defend ourselves and, and to, you know, stay safe and stay free. Um, I, I do think that the concerns right now, over, I understand the concerns right now that people have that we could get drawn into this conflict. I think the probability, uh, and thank you for calling in. Thank you for your service, sir. I think the probability of that is low, but it is, of course, not zero. And as we've already discussed, there are Americans who are being held hostage. There are Americans who have lost their lives already in this Hamas terror campaign. So we need to watch this, uh, closely. And, and this is something that it's, it's clay. It's a precarious situation. It's this, that's just the reality. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of you out there that are history nerds like both Buck and myself are and thinking about the dangers of the historical analogies and where this can spiral from given what's going on in Ukraine and now what's going on in Israel. And Charles in California, Buck, I think you are more of an expert by far than I am in uh, in World War One. Is it The Guns in August that you said was such a good book about World War One? The Guns of August is an excellent book by Tuckman. There's also uh, Kagan's one-volume History of the First World War, which is excellent for, for people that want something that is pretty comprehensive. So, yeah, I find the First World War to be a fascinating period of history. So Charles in California has a question about that historical analogy. Charles, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate your show. I listen every day. Um, you guys are doing a great job. Rush will be proud. I, I haven't heard, really heard anybody else talking about it, but... It does make me kind of nervous seeing everything that's going on, all the different conflicts. And now, you know, you have uh, the BRICS alignment that's happening. And I, I just, it, it just makes me nervous, man. There was one event that set off World War One because when I was learning about it, um, you know, they called 
the world a powder keg at that point because of all the tensions that were going on between the different countries and, and governments in the world. And now we have such a weak government. I mean, we don't even have a yeah. functioning Congress. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for calling in, Clay. Yeah, no doubt. He raises interesting points and interesting questions there. Uh, but I want to tell you all about right now Pure Talk. They're hooking you up with a really great offer. They're trying to raise $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. They can't do it alone, however. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to the noble cause. Pure Talk's plans, 20 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot, just dial pound 250, say the keyword, Clay and Buck to make the switch. It's the right move. It's the American way. Right now, dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. All right. It's Friday. It's the afternoon. It's been a, it's been quite a week, everybody. Um, so we wanted to take a moment here and, and, uh, speak to our friend Doug Brunt about something that we could all just take a, take a breather, take a moment to relax and think about something interesting, something out of the immediate news cycle here for a second. Doug is a historian, novelist, and author of a uh, host of the uh, podcast Dedicated. Uh, his latest book, New York Times bestseller, is The Mysterious Case of Rudolf Diesel, the true story of the inventor of the diesel engine who disappeared on the eve of World War One. Thank you for being with us, Doug. Appreciate it. Great to be with you guys. and I'm, I'm happy to pivot us into something else. Yeah, no, we we all we all could use it, uh, you know. For we all need a a moment here. So to to tell us about this, I don't. I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about this mysterious case of Mr. Rudolph Diesel. So walk us through some of uh, what's going on here. Give us the overview. I'll I'll give you the setup. So I I like many didn't know there was someone behind Diesel. I know the word Diesel, and like most people, I was misspelling it with a lowercase D all these years. But reviewers are calling this book the, the greatest caper of the 20th century, and it really is. This incredible piece of, of hidden history. So on September 29, 1913, Rudolf Diesel is traveling from Belgium to Great Britain on an overnight passenger ferry, and in the night, he disappears. He's supposed to meet his companions for breakfast in the morning, and he doesn't show up. So they hold the ship at sea. They search the ship. All they find are his hat and his coat folded by the rail at the stern of the ship, seeming to mark where he went overboard. And it's hard to put into terms now because he was a huge celebrity at the time. The history of the man has really been paved over, as you say, but it would be like Elon Musk hopping on a flight to Nantucket and then disappearing and how bananas the news would go. That's how it was then. It was the cover of the New York Times, cover of the papers in London, Western Europe, all through Russia, wondering about this crazy disappearance of the great inventor. And while they presumed suicide, two murder theories also popped into the headlines. One was that he was murdered by Kaiser Wilhelm II, the emperor of Germany. The other was that he was murdered by John Rockefeller, founder of Standard Oil, richest man in the world. The reason Wilhelm may have done it, and the Germans, is we're at the peak of the Anglo-German naval arms race. And by 1913, right before World War I, the diesel engine had emerged as the only engine that could power a submarine or a U-boat. Kerosene and gasoline engines wouldn't work. It had to be diesel. So the navies of every major European power are scrambling for diesel expertise. Rudolph is still the main guy to deliver it. And the reason he was traveling across the North Sea to England on that day was because he was going to be co-founder and board director of a new diesel engine manufacturing company whose mandate it was to build diesels for the Royal Navy submarine program. So you can imagine the Kaiser was not having that. The reason Rockefeller may have wanted to kill him 
was that Diesel was advocating that his engine could run on any fuel. It could run on vegetable oil, nut oil, coal tar, or even really cheap petroleum. And he had been in America in 1912 and said, I can break the American fuel monopoly, and I don't need a law to do it. I don't need the Sherman Antitrust Act to do it. I can do it with the power of my technology because the diesel engine has such a range of flexibility with regard to fuels. And so he posed an existential threat to Rockefeller and Standard Oil as well. Doug, when you examine this mystery, and thanks for coming on, do you, and I'm not asking you to give away the book, but by the end of the book and all your research and everything else that you were doing in it, did you have in your own mind a thesis about what you think is the most likely, or do you think writing a book a 100 years some odd later, it's almost impossible to reach any kind of conclusion? I'm just wondering, kind of investigating a mystery like this, whether your mind kind of changed and shifted as you wrote, whether you reached something that you feel is the most likely outcome, how the process of writing this book impacted your thoughts on what was likely to have occurred. I had an early theory of the case because there were such gaping holes in every other theory. If you if you look it up in Encyclopedia Britannica, it says suicide, but there are so many obvious holes with that. Now, as you say, he disappeared almost 110 years ago to the day. It's, it's the, the anniversary just passed. So it is a circumstantial case. It's actually almost easier in some ways to piece together a circumstantial case now than it was in the years immediately following it because I can go and do what I would call library research and pull together newspaper headlines from Berlin, London, New York, Munich, and find all these contradicting things showing up in the news from my without having to leave my screen at my desk. You know, back in 1930, you'd have to run around to these different cities and go through cabinets of newspapers. Now all this stuff is scanned, and more scanned every day. But in addition, even contemporary murder cases are largely solved through circumstantial evidence. It's very rare that you have someone who says, I saw the knife go in and he did it to that person. And by the way, that, that kind of witness testimony is usually the least reliable anyway. So most murder cases are actually solved circumstantially anyway. I, pre- I put this whole case together. I then showed it to former FBI, former CIA, and former British Intel, and they all said a thousand percent this is what happened. <clears throat> so without giving it away, as, as you say, I, the most I usually say is it wasn't suicide. It wasn't suicide. Ah, Interesting. Well, that is quite a, that is quite a tease. Well, the book for everybody is The Mysterious Case of Rudolf Diesel, the true story of the inventor of the diesel engine who disappeared on the eve of World War One. We were actually just talking about World War One a minute ago. The author is Doug Brunt. Doug, best of luck to you on the book, which I know is already selling really well. Hope some folks will get copies and, uh, do you, do you know what your next subject is or have you decided you're not gonna, you're not set on it yet well i'll tell you one thing i love about this period this quarter century before <clears throat> world war one the cast of characters is amazing so in this book there's adolphus bush who, who licensed a diesel america a diesel engine in america to power his breweries and at anheuser-busch winston churchill plays a huge role the nobel family in russia so i love this quarter century before world war one the next book as for as it is for many writers like one writer's footnote can be another writer's whole book there's a footnote in this book that will likely be my own next book and will stay in this time period. Doug, we just had a question, last question for you, actually, now that you mentioned that. Um, a, a caller called in and said, hey, would you analogize the current situation that we're in today uh, with what's going on in Europe and what's going on in Israel with anything that connects to World War, World War One? Based on your research, does it feel historically analogous in any way to you in that sort of perilous way? 
where everything was kind of working towards. The, the advantage historians have is we know where the story goes. Here I'm asking you to predict. Does that historical analogy or illusion feel to you in any way apropos or not? Well, I, you know, one of the things that was happening in the end of the 1800s is social Darwinism was a, becoming a dominant theory. So in the way that biological Darwinism works, you know, sort of the survival of the fittest, social Darwinism was this thought that if you're the superior race or society, that not only is it okay for you to sort of take over someone else, but it's your moral duty because that's how the species is supposed to go. So one society, if you are stronger than another, it's your, it's your moral duty to go take someone else over. And, uh, you know, that's largely been thrown away, although it, it did lead in some ways to, to, you know, some of the, the strife building into World War One. But that there's almost that same crazy dynamic at play here where they feel like it's like a moral duty to go eradicate an, another society. Um, so you see that a little bit. I mean, the, the diesel engine did play uh, a role in some of that because it became such a, a, a critical implement of war. There, there would be no submarine warfare in World War One or Two without diesel. Um, so there, there are elements of that in the book that I think are a little bit at play in the Middle East now. Good the stuff. The book is The Mysterious Case of Rudolf Diesel. Doug Brunt, thanks, you for, uh, thanks for being here with us. Appreciate you. What a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Look, a lot of people out there right now, Buck, 50% lower testosterone than their fathers, their grandfathers might have had. Lowest testosterone level White House probably ever in history. How about getting some male vitality back in your life? How about all-natural chalk male vitality stack? Look, I could run through all the carefully researched ingredients, but two things. One, I'm not smart enough to even understand all of it. Two, uh, it would sound like super high-level chemistry analysis, and frankly, I didn't do that well in chemistry back in the day. But just know thousands and thousands of hours gone into the formulation and production, and the end result is men are getting better at having high levels of testosterone. In fact, if you use this product for three months, your testosterone level all naturally will go up 20%. And that's why I would tell you to check out Chalk and the Male Vitality Stack. CHOQ.com is the website. CHOQ.com, spelled with a Q, 35% off all subscriptions for life if you use my name when you visit this website. Go check it out. CHOQ.com. My name, Clay, in the purchase price, 35% off. For life. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, welcome back in. Final segment of the week, 15 hours up, 15 hours down. Buck, you're going to have an event in South Bend. We appreciate everybody who is listening all over the place. Um, I was up Tuesday Helping Tunnel to Towers raise money. They made over, raised over $2 million to help, uh, the widows, uh, and those who have been left behind by the death of police officers, first responders, certainly anyone related, uh, to the 9-11 incident. It's pretty fantastic. You want to tell people, uh, the work that they are doing, that Frank Siller is doing. You want to tell people one more time what you've got going on, uh, in South Bend. Uh, look, we're doing a great event. It's uh, the MNC MNC Noise event tonight here in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, I'm trying to. The team is telling me where the uh, <laughs> where the here we go. Century Centers Bendix Theater, the MNC Nation Noise event at the Century Centers Bendix Theater. Um, and you know, I may just I may just have to take a little stroll over toward. Uh, toward Notre, uh, Notre Dame and, and go just walk around the campus a little bit, you know, and I, I feel like for me, the soundtrack to Rudy will just be playing in the back of my mind, even though I've never played a down of organized football in my life. But that's for me, Notre Dame, my closest association by far is not watching the football games. It's seeing the movie Rudy. Fun fact, that actor, Sean Astin, many years later liked my analysis on of national security on cnn he had a podcast and had me as a guest on his podcast so rudy 
later on, not the real Rudy, but you know what I mean, had me as a podcast guest to talk about national security. That's what a small world we live in. That's a great, one of the best sports movies of all time. I know it's Friday the 13th. Probably a lot of you will be watching scary movies. It's closer to Halloween, everything else, also Friday the 13th. I think there's a strong argument that Rudy is one of the three or four best sports movies that has ever been made. Uh, and there's a big game tomorrow against USC for people uh, in South Bend. What would you say is the best sports movie that's ever been made? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, I, mean, I, th- I think you could make a case for Rocky, the original Rocky, yes. as, a, as the best sports movie of all time. Um, I think you could, people are going to say Field of Dreams if they love baseball, for sure. Um, I, I'd have to, I'd have to think on it a little bit more. There, there have been, there have been good football movies, good baseball movies. Hoosiers is, Hoosiers a, is, is a, way is a, up there. A very good movie. Um, uh, people would say, I think, Remember the Titans. Uh, it's a You're doing pretty well so here, much. breaking down the best uh, the best That's sports right. movies. I, 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 movies I love. Watching a lot of sports is not necessarily in my in my bailiwick. What would you, uh, by the way, before I tell you about the the dangers that I am dealing with in a not very significant fashion compared to the dangers that the world is dealing with? What horror movie, if you had to only watch one on Friday the thirteenth, because it is Friday the thirteenth, would you pick? I mean, Monster Squad, because it's fun and it's not that scary. You can watch it with your kids. My, I told, uh, my, we're watching scary movies right now, and I mean, it's not that scary movies because it's getting closer to Halloween. And, uh, and we sat down to watch games last week or watch movies last week to start this. And I think I, t- I don't think I said this on air, but my boys were like, make sure you tell Mr. Buck Monster Squad was so good because you gave Yay. us that suggestion last year. I'd never seen it. The boys, the young, I mean, it's a young kid movie. I think we're going to break out the Lost Boys soon. I think my kids have gotten old enough to watch that, the 1980s vampire movie. But Monster Squad, if you got young kids, you got grandkids, a good one to watch that is not particularly scary. Yes. Um, look, I think the Keanu Reeves, Bram Stoker's Dracula is pretty good for That's what That's actually it is. really well done. It's a good Dracula. I, I'm a big proponent of the Dracula novel. I think it holds up incredibly well. Uh, um, I think that Bram Stoker had you know, wrote a a masterpiece with it. Um, I I there was a movie that just came out the uh the last voyage of the Demeter I think it was looked okay I don't know it's just about one segment of the Dracula leg Dracula legend which is the transport of Dracula's remains on that ship which does feature in um you know he goes from Transylvania well. There's no, it goes from that region all the way to, to London. Um, it does appear in the Bram Stoker novel, but I don't know if you could do a whole movie of it. Well, they did a whole movie of it. I don't know if it's any good. You ever read a book that got you so scared you were afraid to keep reading it? Um, no, but I don't, I'm not a scary movie or scary book guy, so I tend to avoid that stuff. Yeah. So Salem's Lot back in the day, which is the Stephen King vampire book. If I remember correctly, when I was like seventh or eighth grade was so scary that I was like, I don't know if I can keep reading it. Fun fact, before Stephen King went crazy and spent all his time on Twitter, when he wrote Pet Cemetery, I believe the story is he scared himself so badly writing it that he had to take some time off before he came back to it. That's a sign that I believe that story is true. All right. So speaking of scares, this is not scary relative to what's going on in the world, but I got this email I'm down right now on the Florida Gulf Coast, Buck. So I am, for people out there who are familiar with this area, I'm between Panama City 
uh, and uh, Destin down on the Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, beautiful beaches. Love it down here. It's crowded, though. You don't need to come. But I got an email. There are now marauding bears on the beach of the Florida Gulf Coast. I have, I, I, I think a lot of you are probably like me and find it to be like bears in mountains. Okay. Bears in extreme wilderness. Yes, that makes sense. I was, in fact, I was reading about grizzly bears spreading all over out in the West where probably many people are listening to us right now. Bears on the beach. I never have thought about. There was a video that went viral of a bear in the ocean water, like coming in right by where, where we are now. We were told that we have to start putting our garbage in different locations now because bears have infiltrated the beach and are now going through all of the garbage here. Would you have expected that on a Florida beach to be getting a bear warning? No, but, you know, black bears are very adaptable. They're all over the place. And uh have you ever seen one up close? I have. I've seen a few of them uh, up up close. And at first, you're, the, the, I'm telling you this, your brain goes, is that a dog? And then you go, oh, that is not a dog. Uh, you change very quickly. I have seen them up close, Buck. When I was a kid, and I can't believe, I don't think they have these anymore. We would go to the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area, and they had big concrete, like, bear enclosures, and you could feed the bears, like, just throw, like, fish to them, and they were right there in the concrete enclosure. I think those don't exist anymore, but they would also let you get very close to the bears. I think that probably ended badly at some point. Yeah, generally speaking, you don't want to, you don't want to leave out the picnic baskets for them. You, you want to keep the food nice and high and away from them, secure your garbage, but, uh, bear safety tips on Clay and Buck. You never, you never know what know you're going to get. get here. Yep. Amen. So, I uh, hope I see a lot of you in the South Bend area tonight. Uh, also with Tudor Dixon and my friend, uh, Casey Hendrickson. Um, so be seeing you a little bit and we'll talk to you on Monday. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart. 
Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.